Yo guys, this is Square Zeros. I'm Derek Hawkins. And I'm John Mann. And today for episode 11, we're here with Chris Tracy from Clean Girls. Chris, please introduce yourself. Well, hey y'all, I'm Chris Tracy from Clean Girls. I'm 26. I'm from Virginia. I have like a three inch beard. <laughs> um, if you've seen me at a show around Brooklyn, uh, probably wearing a hunting camo hat and glasses. So, ladies, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> a little woodsiness. Uh, Chris, you know we we've done a pretty good job. Uh, you know I feel like we've gotten a lot of the Virginia transplants. Um, Chris <laughs> yeah, is also from the that. DC area, and so I'm realizing like we've got our little cadre. I got my eyes kind of lit up when I saw the 703 area code on his phone number. Um, what are you doing, Clean Girls? I play guitar, and I do my part of the vocals. We all kind of try to split vocals up because none of us like doing them. So it's kind of like every time we write a song, we try and figure, all right, who's got the most to say on this, or who are we going to pin this on? <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and uh, for the people who haven't heard Clean Girls, can you give us an idea? What's, what's the setup in Clean Girls, and what kind of stuff do you play? Um, well, we are drums, bass, and guitar. Um and I would say that we're kind of a a noisy hardcore band or a sort of really punky noise rock band or something like that. We somewhere sort of, in between. It's somewhere in the middle of that Venn diagram between yeah, noise and... Yeah, that's why it's always difficult trying to explain things to folks or whatever because it's kind of like, all right, well, for a lot of the bands that we play up, up with up here... Um, you know, they're all awesome bands, but they're not really bands that we, I guess like we always kind of feel like the odd people out on a bill because we're like screaming our lungs out and I have like three fuzz pedals on and we're playing D beats and stuff like that. Um, but then it would kind of be just as weird for us to try and get on like a hardcore bill, uh, because we're kind of, kind of weird. So. You know, I always find there's something really nice about uh, mixed bills, though. Like in my head, when I book, I'm like, I, I, my, I immediately just start thinking of, okay, what bands are going to sound absolutely perfect together? And then sometimes that doesn't always work. I think it's kind of nice. You know, I, I've, I see a lot of positive results when you have uh, a couple bands that are out of place where not everything is completely symmetrical. No, I mean, I completely agree. And uh, I think it's really worked to our benefit in a lot of ways because... I think a lot of people who might be hesitant to check us out have actually told us like, wow, you guys are really awesome. Um, you know, kind of being like, I don't, I don't listen to any stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now we can like, you know, let's talk. Like, let's, uh, let's swap bands here. Let's talk about what you listen to because what you guys are doing is awesome too. And I don't know, you know, I don't like have a, like a pop punk background or like, a, you know, a sort of more like cleaner indie rock sort of background so it's like all right yeah well tell me what you guys listen to and what y'all are into because i'd love to learn you know so it's a it's like a good i agree it's a, it's a real good thing it's nice it's nice when you're not preaching to the converted too you know yeah yeah because then you know it's sort of be like you know oh if you listen to the new cloud rat record and it's like well yeah it's awesome yeah cool <laughs> like well, yeah, cheers. Done. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> like, we all know we like this, that sort of thing. Whereas it's like, oh, you got to check this band, Cloud Rat. They're the shit, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, were you always into this like noisier, more angular, more aggressive stuff? Uh, you said you didn't have much of a pop punk or like a clean indie rock background. You know, what kind of what we're gonna hear it in a second. But I'm wondering if you can give us a little bit, like galvanize us here. Like, you know, what are some of your early influences that you translated into Clean Girls? Um, well, I think it'll be pretty obvious when we listen to. <laughs> By the way, I haven't heard. Uh, any of the any of Chris's early stuff so this yeah. is a total surprise to me um, well like I guess I kind of have a weird musical background compared to a lot of the people like my age or folks that I know who play in bands up here or just friends who are into music um, because it's almost like I got kind of the history of rock music as it actually happened because um, the first band I was ever really into was Simon and Garfunkel and then kind of like going from there through history, um, you know, I was really, you know, I got into like classic rock, listening to that on the radio. And then when I like discovered punk, you know, my head exploded and nothing was the same, as Drake would say. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, yeah, I mean, uh, Shire, the band I played in in high school with uh, some really old friends of mine, um, it's kind of like a real like classic rock type band and that's because at that point I've been playing guitar for about a year and my friends were listening to that and I was into that stuff um, you know like a lot of Zeppelin and that kind of stuff so um, that's where you were in that trajectory yeah and it's what's funny is we recorded this album um, in my friend David's parents basement and we like we got real professional with it like we bought Pro Tools and like an inbox and like you know we took it real seriously and then shortly after we recorded that and we played some shows, I like heard Black Flag for the first time. And that was like, I left the band because I was just like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> yeah, like, spoiler alert, Shire is no longer together. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I was, I wanted to, you know, like, guys, we should cover Six Pack or something like that. And they're like, you know, we should cover Journey. And I was just like, all right, well, it's clear that we're, we're going on different paths here. <laughs> and, uh, you know those guys are still like my best friends. I love them to death, but it was kind of like at that moment, we, we kind of stopped agreeing on <laughs> the music that we were into. I mean, you know, every time I see him, we always throw on some like ACDC and you know, the stuff that we all still love and Skinner and ZZ top and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I kind of, I, I became the weird guy who was like, Oh man, you guys got to listen to Sonic youth. And they were like, you know, no, fuck this. Like, this is weird. So, Dude, I cannot wait any longer. Uh, introduce this first track and let's fucking hear it. I'm stoked. All right. This song um, we wrote in my parents' basement on my 16th birthday. It's called Rock With Me. And uh, yeah, I just it's listen to my friend Robbie was the vocalist and he has the most amazing falsetto thing you'll ever hear in your life. So shout out Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dead. They got my back and hate. 
I can't quite put my finger on which band you were trying to imitate. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, <laughs> man, I, I just way over my head. <laughs> allow, allow, allow me to allow me to to venture a few thoughts. One, vocally, we're hearing Bon Scott, right? Vocally, we're hearing. <laughs> Are you kidding? The whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, no, but the riff, the riff is "Locomotive Breath" by Jethro Tull. That da da. Okay, okay. You know, like that's okay. totally. That's tall. I mean, obviously, obviously, it's gonna it's gonna sound like ACDC because of that. Man. But, the, but the the shredding was sort of. I've just I've never like heard a of, more like true to form ACDC like aping band <laughs> from high school than that. I mean, well, like not, plenty not, of people were into it, but not, that was like not high school. You could say somebody like Accept was like you know sort yeah. of a, an ACDC like like at the time aping band. Um, you know, except they did balls to the wall. Do you know that song? No. Yeah. Like, it's terrible. Oh yeah. It's terrible. It's like we will rape your kids. It's like he's totally singing like <laughs> like Bon Scott. He's just saying awful things, just terrible sexual things. It's called. Balls See, it just to the makes wall. me think again. This this comes up in like a lot of interviews, especially with like you know guys my age. Is like at the same time like. I wasn't trying to get laid. Like I wasn't making music that made you want to fuck. Like no. that's just raw. I was like, I was doing this like really impossibly like sincere and like hardcore, like posy hardcore stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> see, the thing that we had going for us was that like everything. Well, we and to this day we still are the world's like geekiest dudes like Shire the band's name is obviously a Tolkien reference right. I was gonna ask that yeah the next the next song Death They Cried I wrote all the lyrics to that song it's about um, the battle of Pelennor Fields when the Rohirrim show up to break the siege of Gondor um, so like we knew we weren't getting laid so and we had we were just cool with it so we're like all right let's let's rock yeah <laughs> but like, here's the thing it sounds like you are oh uh, yeah oh, and I, I mean, mean you know and there's and there's that you're you're walking on hallowed ground doing that i mean zeppelin was a band that was getting laid writing I mean, songs about about you know lord of the rings so I mean, yeah there's, there's a there's a precedence for that well all right but, but you weren't that bad we weren't we were not that bad no no unfortunately not or actually probably fortunately <laughs> Because, I mean, I don't know. If I was, like, getting laid and, like, playing stuff like that, I don't know if I would have needed Black Flag because I was, like, you know. <laughs> there, you were still the disenfranchised, disenchanted you. Yes, exactly, yeah. Well, do we want to use that as a, just a springboard to go right into song number two, get right back into it? Yeah, and let's then we do can, it, man. We just talk about what's, both of them sort of holistically after. What, what's, what, wait, wait. But, okay, so, yeah, this is the one about the Battle of Pelennor Fields, Death They Cried. Um, pay special attention to the break between the two shred solos when we did a gang vocal cut screaming fourth Aerolingus which is the battle cry of the row here so 
Yeah, enjoy Death and Cry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I should preface all of this by saying um, I was the rhythm guitarist in this band. I don't want to okay. take credit from where it's due. Um, my friend Colin Damon, um, who I haven't talked to in years, that's unfortunate. But um, Colin. yeah, hit me up, Colin. Um, <laughs> Colin, your worst nightmare is on the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was, um, he was like a year older than us. And uh, I went to high school with him and he lived in my neighborhood. 
um, and we took the train to school every day. And, um, like, you know, we had, like, our, our Walkmen, and we would, like, you know, pass CDs back and forth and stuff. And I was listening to, like, like Sabbath and Zeppelin and stuff like that. And he was really into, like, Megadeth and, like, Shred type stuff. And um, No shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he could play his ass off. And, like, when we were starting out, I had been playing guitar for about a year. Um, my friend David had been playing bass for about a year. And um, Robbie started off on drums, but then... When he decided that he had, you know, this amazing calling to be a front man. <laughs> the, the gift. Yeah, the gift. <laughs> um, he he wanted to be the full-time front man, so he got... Me and Colin were in a Latin class with this guy, Steve. Um, and he could play drums, and he was, you know, he was a good drummer, and he was a cool guy. So we were like, all right, cool, we're a five-piece now. But um, no point being that, you know, obviously we needed, like, really just pants-shittingly sick guitar solos. <laughs> and I was at the point where I could play open chords and power chords. So we were like, Colin, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> no, that's a really long shred, and I'm wondering, because I'm not familiar with this uh, epic historical battle that you're talking about in the song, was there something going on, like, was there a paint a picture? Is is that the heights of that guitar solo? Is that like the height of like the slaughter that's happening on the battlefield? I mean, I, I would say that's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, essentially, the forces of Mordor had sort of um, besieged uh, Minas Tirith, which is the, the capital of Gondor. Um, and things are looking like real, real fucking bleak. And um, fortunately, at, you know, in the nick of time, uh, King Theoden comes out from under the spell of Grima Wormtongue. And, you know, the Rohirrim are roused, and he kind of gives this, like, really baller speech. And, you know, the Rohirrim refer to themselves as Erlingas. So it's like, fourth Erlingas, ride to death. Um, and they break the siege and save the city. So, you know, there's just, like, blood, you know, black orc blood everywhere. Um, horses just getting chopped up like you know there's Nazgul on on fell beasts in the air and just like yeah it's heavy awesome. shit yeah, yeah. that is fucking rad I'm like captivated my mind is blown right now this is now. exactly what rock and roll should be yeah. just like, just like the, the, the sort of the man of war sort of a sort of model for how metal should go you know it's like metal shouldn't be about trying to sleep with women and drink anymore it should be about epic battles it should be absolutely about epic battles. Well, you, you know, know, it's funny, like you said earlier, like your musical trajectory kind of followed the trajectory of rock and roll because you started off with Simon and Garfunkel, these like really pop-oriented folksy guys. You got into metal, you know, rock and roll enters its rock and roll phase. Like uh, you get into these big things where you're no longer singing about, you're, you're actually taking songs where you were singing about like, you know, pussy and stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then you start, and then you're writing liter- lyrics about Minas Tirith. Uh, which is kind of what happened, you know, which is what, like, you know, Yes did. And when, like, the Stooges came along and, like, and, and MC5 and then later in the, the Ramones, like, they, I mean, that's what they were reacting against, right. you know, was, like, songs about astrology and shit. <laughs> and then, and you found Black Flag and... Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Like, you know, I will, Zeppelin, I will never slander. I listen to Zeppelin very frequently i love that band i would still probably call them my favorite band um but yeah no i mean i I think for me what was sort of other than just being like a really angry young dude 
and you know sort of like hardcore being like you know the soundtrack to everything that was going on in my head um i think being in this band was actually very important in regards to how i thought about guitar because even though i had like an awesome guitar teacher and i was taking guitar lessons at this point and he was great um you know he was kind of like an 80s metal dude so everything he was like teaching me was like van halen stuff and i was like okay you know this is cool i like this but once i started hearing this other stuff um you know like the sort of weird black flag stuff and like um yeah uh, sonic youth and dinosaur jr and um kind of going from that into like slint and um but then also sort of getting really into like heavier harder stuff too like like cross punk and um like sludge metal and that kind of stuff it's like the foundation was still the idea that I was a rhythm guitarist and so I wasn't interested in learning how to play the sort of stuff that Colin could play mm-hmm. or the sort of stuff that my teacher was trying to impress on me I was way more interested sitting with like two fuzz pedals on and holding my guitar against the amp and like just listening to it and tweaking things and that sort of stuff um so I mean I don't know like I I could never play that stuff that Colin was playing when he was like 17 and it's 10 years later you know um it's just because I don't care right yeah don't (laughs) care to I I want to slam power chords and I want to make weird feedbacky type sounds and I think my my sort of uh instilled philosophy from Shire was to write songs and um make you know get good tones and play rhythm and that that's always stuck with me so now yeah. let me ask you in in clean girls so let, let's see so there's been a uh, there's obviously like an aesthetic shift that has taken place yeah, here that's, right that's <laughs> <laughs> between between shire and clean girls how about um lyrically you know if there was this sort of literary precedent for you know some of the some of the shire type stuff mm-hmm. um and we know that you are a very a very literate dude. We know that edu- <laughs> education wise, you also you know have higher education and like a literary background. Um, does that translate into clean girls, or does clean girls kind of take that hardcore mentality too, where it's more about just maybe it's more abrasive or more maybe it's more yeah. I mean, clean girls is uh, lyrically for me, it's all about like just screaming my lungs out as hard as possible. Um, but Stephen, who plays drums in Clean Girls. Um, a couple months ago we were at a bar and we were kind of having a conversation because um, we are we just finished writing an album we hope to record soon we were kind of talking about the lyrics that we had each written because um, we don't really share our lyrics with each other it's just kind of like alright if that's your song for lyrics and you're going to sing on it what the fuck do whatever you want you know mm-hmm. um, so we were actually kind of I was hearing for the first time these songs we've been playing live for months at this point. Right. He was sitting and telling me what he was saying, and I was sitting and telling him what I was saying. And um, it ended up kind of being kind of a neat balance because I would say Stephen is, is, I don't know if literary is the right word, but he thinks about it a lot more with his vocal contributions, and he, like, sits and works on it and that sort of stuff. Whereas I usually just kind of come up with something right when I need to and um, just try to belt it out and you know his songs are kind of more like critical or topical or thematic and mine are usually just like um you know 
trying to deal with something that's pissing me sort off. Sort of bursts from your from your yeah exactly from your mind. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, of the the vocals that I've or the songs that I've done vocally and lyrically in Clean Girls thus far, they've always, I mean. They're always kind of like about killing people and stuff because it's like <laughs> we kind of have this whole. So they like, are. So they are like Shire. Well, <laughs> these are much more songs that you know. It's kind of we kind of have like a big horror movie sort of thing okay. that we like doing. Um, so it's it, it kind of like Jesus Lizard Indebted in a way where, um, or kind of like Shellac Albini or Big Black or whatever, where it's kind of like you know you're taking on a persona or a character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a mask for, you know, you don't want to go out and kill anybody, but someone's really pissing you off or you're really frustrated about this thing. So get it off your chest, even if it's sort of like writing a story um, that's totally fake, you know? Right. And just going from talking about Tolkien to sort of, you know, we have a song um, called June Girls, and, like, I wrote the lyrics on that one, and that's about, like, this time I went sailing, um and like feeling like you're seeing a ghost and like drowning in it so it's kind of like i guess there's still i don't know maybe i'm selling myself short maybe there's still kind of a literary quality Mm -hmm. to it um but it's definitely not thought out and it's definitely not inspired by literature (laughs) (laughs) before we get too far away from it uh, i'm just curious about what the guys from shire are doing these days oh man um well i think colin the lead guitarist i believe Lives somewhere in New England now. I think he got engaged or maybe even married. Um, like I said, I haven't talked to him in a while. Uh, and I have no idea what Steve is doing. I think he's down in Richmond, though. Um, the two guys I was closest with in the band were David and Robbie. Uh, David, I've been friends with since kindergarten. And Robbie moved into David's neighborhood in, like, fifth or sixth grade. So Shire was just kind of, like, the thing that we shifted to from... Like running around in the woods and hitting each other with sticks and like playing Goldeneye <laughs> to like, oh, wait, let's learn instruments and start a band. Um, David is in Moldova right now. He's in the Peace Corps. Um, so he's been over there for a while. And I think his tour ends this summer or whatever. But I, last I talked to him, he's going to stay over there and keep doing doing the good work over there, whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah, so that's what David's up to. And then Robbie, uh, Robbie joined the army and he is down in El Paso. Um, he's in charge of a tank brigade or whatever. He's got four tanks that he is the coordinator for. So he rides around in the top of a tank. And that, that is a, yeah. vo- that's a voice that should be leading people into battle. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> he found his calling. He was really, I forgot to mention, you know, something that came to me was he was, I felt like he was really channeling like priest, yeah. On that last one a lot Okay, more. yeah. Yeah, like no, Howard I mean... definitely came through. Robbie was definitely the guy who was into that stuff the most. Yeah. Um, you know, like, Colin was real into Iron Maiden and stuff, so he... We, you know, we all got into into Maiden, too, a little bit. But I, like... I had a Number of the Beast, and that was kind of the extent of my interest in that band. Um, Dave and Robbie got way more into it, and Robbie, especially, you know, like, if you're a front man... And that's what you want to do, and you want to wear like pirate shirts and like sing in a high voice. Bruce Dickinson is your god. Yeah, so, yeah, he's your guy. You know, yeah, nobody does that better. So yeah. Robbie was definitely indebted and listening to a lot of that sort of stuff. So and Dickinson's yeah. also he's also the pilot, right? He also flies the Iron Maiden. He jet. flies, uh, yeah. What's it called? They have a seven forty seven. It's called like Eddie Airways or something. 
So so yeah. even even commanding tanks, even like riding around in heavy no, machinery. I mean, and yeah, I mean, you know, Bruce did, wasn't he like he's like a he's fencing a, dude and like, he's a fencer and an yeah. opera singer, a bad opera singer. Sorry, Bruce. Yeah. But no, like Robbie was into fencing, like you know, Robbie Robbie is kind of like Dickinson too. Bruce like, Bruce know? Dickinson is Robbie's spirit animal. Yeah, he really is. Like Robbie was uh yeah. Robbie was a hell of a front man. Like we would play like Battle of the Bands and um at like David's high school or open mic nights at, at my high school and um yeah like Robbie would go all out like he'd be jumping around and like all these awesome like metal gestures and stuff like that like he was he was the shit if that was like you know your, your deal yeah. yeah like and I you know I remember like everybody was all about Robbie because you know there's like 15 kids in a cafeteria on a Friday night for an open mic night it's like holy shit what is this guy doing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we were expecting some like acoustic guitars and nirvana covers and like you know, yeah. this dude is out of his mind <laughs> yeah, that's awesome yeah so clean girls just cut a record you said well we um oh man we finished writing a record uh hopefully we'll be recording it in the next month or two um we did just finish recording our side of a split tape that we're doing with our friends, uh, Vulture Shit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they're they're awesome. So, and they also just released a full length, didn't they? They did an EP. Oh, an EP. Okay. Yeah. So they put it's actually kind of good timing because they released their EP, and then this uh, split tape that we're doing will come out in between, and then over the summer our full length will come out. Um, and then on top of that, we um, we have a tape coming out with accidental guest recordings down in DC. Um, it's the two EPs we put out over the past year. It's kind of like a side A and a side B of a tape. And we recorded some extra stuff for that as kind of like supplemental bonus material. So we did a shellac cover and a um, kind of did like a demo take of one of the songs that's going to be on our new album. So it's been real busy. Yeah, but, that's awesome, man. Yeah, real cool. And you guys got shows coming up? Yeah, um, we have one Sunday, uh, the 16th. We have one Friday the 21st at Matchless. Um, we're playing Don Pedro's in April. We've got a couple of shows in April. So so you want to take us out with a Clean Girl song? Yeah, sure. Um, let's play First Day Out. That's kind of We have a music video for this song coming out. Um, our friend Andrew McLennan, a uh, friend, of, friend of mine from college, made a really fucking awesome music video for us. Um, yeah, so that'll be coming out pretty soon too. And uh, yeah, this is a song. This song was also on the Beyond Inversion compilation that uh, Accidental Guest put out a bunch of uh, really tight bands for uh, a women's shelter down in D.C. So that's sold out, but I think they're going to do a second run. So be sure to pick that up because it's a good cause. And we're on there and uh, a bunch of really other good bands are on there. Perfect Pussy and Jail Solidarity and... Um, and yeah so dope rad all right thanks chris chris tracy clean girls shire check it out thanks bro square zeros <laughs>